is up bros i'm caleb and rose is unfortunately out of commission again this week uh, so i am joined by the one and only riley from the plunge podcast you want to say hi riley hey what's up i'm excited to be here special movie today i'm pumped we just oh. watched it we you and me both came right from the couch straight to the computer we're ready to we're ready to roll Oh, I, I am so pumped for this this breakdown. You, you have no idea. Um, but yeah, anyway, we are a couple of, or me and Rose are a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. Uh, this week on the podcast in 4K Spotlight, we only have one new release of mention, and that is uh, Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Um, after that, we will be getting straight into our headliner, which will be our breakdown of Holes from 2003. Three. Yeah. yeah. So I am very pumped. <laughs> 2003 hit smash. <laughs> um, there were murders in this movie, by the way. This is a Disney Channel film. That is... <laughs> that was the, my takeaway. I was like, "What is happening?" Was this one uh, like straight to movie, or did I this think have, it, I thought it had I a think it had a, cut. I think it had a theatric release because I don't think it was like a Disney Channel or original one. But that's what I was it thinking. But some of those originals murder, had some. Yeah, <laughs> I was not expecting. <laughs> She like walked up, just blew the guy's head off. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, no joke. Um, so yeah, but without further ado, let's uh, let's get into this. Need motivation? Angry Dad Podcast. Trying to jumpstart your life? Angry Dad Podcast. You want help getting off the couch? Angry Dad Podcast. You need a verbal kick in the ass? Angry Dad Podcast. You want to hear from somebody who's been through it all? Angry Dad Podcast. I am here for you. You can find me on all podcast platforms. I love playing this for people that know Ben. <laughs> Why is it so deep? <laughs> Dude, I have no well, idea. That's not his voice. <laughs> I thought maybe it was someone covering it. I was like, no, that is Ben, but he like took his voice down like so to point eight. <laughs> when I went through and was asking people, which I've been harassing the inner circle to send me their promos for ever and a half, um, Ben sent me one, but it was like a really weird format. And so I had to convert it to MP3. No. And for whatever reason, when I throw it into my my normal like editor where I add like all the music and stuff, it sounds normal. But when you play it, <laughs> but when I play it through the damn soundboard, it sounds like that. That's incredible. <laughs> you sound silky smooth, dude. So I, I I have tried everything in my power to friggin' make it sound normal, and like I've uploaded it on Audacity too, and it sounds normal. And then I save it, upload it onto the the soundboard, and it still sounds like that. So I'm like, whatever, I'll just roll with it. <laughs> it's, I'd say send it to me, but you just, your, your soundboard just has the magic touch. I don't think it would work. Yeah, I guess. It's like some random online one. 
I think like, our so. promo is for, we made like week six of the show. Oh, geez. <laughs> so um, maybe it's time for a new promo. I'd say I'm oh, in my yeah. like late twenties now. We, I was like twenty <laughs> years old when <laughs> we made that. <laughs> yeah, our we recorded a new trailer like really late last year. So ours is is pretty pretty updated, but I so I made the music for everything that we use here, um, just on some like Windows Music Maker thing. Yeah, <laughs> and I only saved like a small little clip. So I told Rose, I'm like, we need to keep our promo within this time constraint because I can't make the music any longer. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, the movie we're about to discuss today made all of our music, so. <laughs> Oh, dude, I love listening to your your intro. <laughs> I had someone two weeks ago reach out, and they're like, hey, did you know your intro music is from the movie Holes? And I was like, it's a song about digging holes. Yes, I was more than aware. I was more than aware our intro song is the Holes song. It's like our whole thing. It's our entire identity. It's all we have. <laughs> you know oh. the tough part about that is, though, is that there's no, like, there's no masters of that. There's just like, it's a 2003 VHS movie. That was never a real song. So there's no like instrumentals. There's no, there's nothing. I can't get anything out of that sound except for the intro because I can't clean it up. <laughs> it's, I've tried to have a musician friend. I was like, can you re-record this? He's like, no, <laughs> I have nothing. <laughs> oh, that. Dude, like th- that sound has been so difficult to find. Like I had to use some randos like uh Instagram or yeah, TikTok that they posted to get that sound. Oh yeah. On a video. And then Instagram just straight up doesn't have it. So I was just looking through all the songs about digging that oh, I yeah. could find. <laughs> oh yeah. So I mean that that song's a banger though. <laughs> it goes so uh, the, the detent boys did not need to go that hard. <laughs> they they put their whole shovel into that song. It was sick. Dude, early Disney f- films, like, most of their soundtracks are freaking bitching. They are. Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off? Who could forget? Oh. That, damn, you just freaking, like, <laughs> Dude, I think opened we need, up a nostalgia gate with me. <laughs> I think we're going to need to do a top five Disney Channel original films at some point soon. <laughs> Oh, we are so down. Uh, I'd have to go back and like rewatch some of my favorites. But what's a you know it's a you know it's a low key banger. It was late. It was like as I was, I watched Disney Channel longer than someone should, but for good reason. Okay, my parents used to make me go camping with them, and there was like six channels at the campground. So they're dragging like a fourteen-year-old kid to this campground. I don't want to do anything. And it, so at night, I would watch TV, and one of the channels was Disney Channel. And I was like, well, it's either this or sitting at the fire with my parents' friends who I don't like. <laughs> and one thing I learned, they put out a movie in, like, 2013 called Let It Shine, okay? It's starring, um, what's his fit? Everybody Hates Chris. Something Tyler. He's got a Tyler in his name. The guy from Everybody Hates Chris. Let it shine. It's it's a three it's a three name. Jet 
is I want to say there's a Tyler and a Jesse in. <laughs> Tyler James Williams. Tyler James Williams. Chris from Everybody Hates Chris. It's one of the elite soundtrack. Such a good movie. <laughs> Watch it. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen that one. Yeah, because you outgrew the Disney Channel, as most people should. I I didn't, and as a result, I caught a a stray being let it shine. <laughs> that came out in 2012. How old was I? I was 16. Yeah, you 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 outgrew Disney Channel. You missed Let It Shine. I'm telling you now, <laughs> you need to go back. <laughs> I'll I'll give that one a watch. Dude, the freaking cast is killer. We like, still on Let It Shine? That. Are we on holes? Yeah, no, on <laughs> Let It Shine. And this was a straight up Disney Channel, right to Disney Channel, like Friday night, eight o'clock premiere. This didn't go to the movies. <laughs> Dude, if there is any one actor that makes me feel like really old, it's Tyler James Williams. Because I grew up watching Everybody Hates Chris. Yeah. And then, like, I just started watching uh, Abbott Elementary on yeah. Hulu, and he's like yep. a straight up adult. Oh, and yeah. I was just a- like, oh, that's weird. Like, he's a real adult. And then my wife was just like, you realize that you're probably older or the same age as him. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Like, that's not true. He's 30. You're good. He's 30. He's 30. Yeah, he's only three years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. Um, I'm going to go real quick on a Tyler James Williams. Their parents were hilarious at naming their kids. His brothers are Tyrell Jackson Williams and Tylin Jacob Williams. They I mean, they had, a, they had a theme, and they just kind of ran with it. Yep. Uh, my brother, Mikey T., from Failing Hollywood, ruined my mom's theme. I'm just going to put that out there anytime I can. She wanted all of her kids' names to end with a E-Y, and he wanted to be quirky and spell it M-Y-K-I-E. So. K-Y-E? Yeah, Mikey spells it M-Y-K-I-E because he's quirky and artsy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how birth certificates work. Did he, like, legally get changed to that? No, he's still a Michael. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, don't let his quirky name on Instagram <laughs> fool you. His name is Michael John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I freaking love Mikey. Dude, I, his, like, so I'm, I'm, we met him when they were doing uh, the Winner's Circle. Yep. And that's when we when we met Beth and DJ too. I actually and... met him when I was born. <laughs> I miss yeah. the Winter Circle, by the way. That was a fun show, dude. That was super fun, and we only we got I... fucked. Dude, <laughs> so did we. <laughs> we 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 lost. Did you also lose to Beth and DJ? Yes, we did. I lost to we... Beth and DJ. We got fucked. All the questions. <laughs> Super. Also, Hunter, the kid who just got his doctorate, gave me got zero correct questions. That didn't help. <laughs> but, dude, we need to bring back the winner circle. <laughs> dude, we did really good the first round because it was like on video games. It was older video games, but we were able to like kind of work our way into it because like we got one that was like, oh, uh, what what game was supposed to be solo but was actually multiplayer, and we we're like, uh. 
probably like Goldeneye. Yeah. And like we got that and like so we're like, alright, like we're on a roll, like we got this, and then they hit us with like art. And I'm like, Yeah, oh, also shit. we like, don't know the, what art <laughs> the the scoring system on that game show was ridiculous. He's like, All right, round one, everything's worth one point. Round three, everything's worth forty five points. Here's a topic <laughs> that only DJ knows. Like, what the fuck is this? Uh dude, if freaking like Jackie was like during the art one specifically was roasting the shit out of us. <laughs> yeah. I freaking love Jackie, but <laughs> that that was hilarious. But yeah, yeah, it was just like shit we didn't know. I'm just like, all right, well maybe this one, marine life. Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you can give us a little like, not like trying to <laughs> cheat the system, but like a movie one. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you guys know movies. How about we do some movies? <laughs> Every time I go on Failing Hollywood, Mikey's like, wow, you don't know any movies. It's like, no, I know holes, and that's why I'm here today. I know a movie. Oh, uh, yeah, Mikey's the, or, um, Mikey was the one that sparked the idea to, <laughs> to have this because we posted our recommendation about holes, and he's like, get Riley. The second I saw that, I was like, yes, I agree. This is, these two paths have been supposed to path cross for quite some time, and I think this is the the perfect time to do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, getting back on track, the uh, 4K release this week uh, was Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves, uh, which we broke down not too long ago, I don't think. It was, it might have been a, a minute, but <laughs> uh, did you end up seeing Dungeons and Dragons? I meant to, and I didn't. Yeah, I, I heard did. it was good. I heard good things. I heard yeah, it was it fun. Was pretty good. Yeah, it's just I feel like. Do you listen to any like Dungeons and Dragons podcasts or anything like that? Uh, no, I just play incorrectly. Oh, you play? Oh yeah, <sighs> dude. If I had the time. <laughs> We haven't played in about six months, but we I like dice. That's I like collecting <laughs> dice. Yeah, it it was good. It was just it, it our main issue was that it was missing the the magic that you feel yeah. like listening to or playing a game. Yeah. Just felt like, like a movie? Like Yeah, kind of. You, like as a weird as it says, did it, it's a movie that felt too much like a movie? Yeah. A was it like bit. missing like a DM aspect where you're like, I need some madness to be able to happen? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what we like said about it. Where like it needed like a dice aspect to it. Yeah. Because there was definitely some shit where it's like, oh yeah, he rolled a freaking nat one or he rolled yeah. a, a nat twenty, but most of the time it felt like yeah, he maybe were like. This plan didn't end up working out, but it's just like it barely didn't work out. So it's like, okay, maybe that was like a four. <laughs> yeah. He rolled a seven. I don't know. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> just like a super average roll that just, oh, didn't work. Yeah. So it, it was, it was odd, but it is, it is a good time, like for, for what it is. Like, I think Dungeons I think and Dragons it is, is fun. I would like to play again. We need Hunter back. Hunter's our DM. As I was talking to you before the show, 
clearly nothing's getting done with him as our DM. <laughs> Plungeons and Dragons has died at the hands of the hunt. That's that's rough. Anyway, so yeah, that's getting released this week. Um, you can pick that up on Tuesday, so the day after this gets released. Yeah, or you can watch it on Paramount Plus right now. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I might do that then. <laughs> yeah, it's worth a watch. Just, or like I said, we just we we me and the wife watched it today, so and she seemed to enjoy it when she wasn't playing on her phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing it down. I'm 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 getting it. I'm gonna watch it. All right. Well, that that's everything we got in 4K Spotlight. Nothing too newsworthy this week. Um, so we will be getting straight into this week's headliner where we will be breaking down 2003's Holes. Alrighty, getting into this week's headliner. Uh, we did post a question of the week, um, and we did get a few responses there. Um, Ooh. Yeah, so we got, we post our question of the week to Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube on their shorts now. Um, we only got responses on TikTok, but we did get a decent amount of responses. Sweet. Um. So the question that we, we asked was, what is an unlikely combination that most people may not know about? Like they're <laughs> like with holes being Are we peaches talking and peaches onions. and onions, yeah. Peaches and onions. <laughs> people don't talk enough about how Zero was eating three hundred year old <laughs> pickled onion and peaches. Yeah, I'm like 90% sure their canning process wasn't exactly uh, sanitary. <laughs> so like, Yeah, we found him. He died from botulism. You're like, what? <laughs> he was super dehydrated, but they <laughs> bad shit took over his whole body. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. The first response we got is from Frowny B. Shout at- out Frowny B. Yeah. Uh, sh- I'm going to say she <laughs> can never be too sure anymore. <laughs> um, but she said macaroni and cheese with ketchup. Banging. Is it? It's Dude, banging. I'm not a big ketchup fan. I. So this is where I stand. This is why I, I know it's a good combo. I fucking hate ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> I despise ketchup. <laughs> Macaroni and cheese with ketchup goes unbelievably hard. <laughs> not a I'm lot. Not. It's a, it's not a lot, but a little bit. It's nice. Oh man, you better not be lying to me because I'm gonna because tr- I I have a three year old who loves mac and cheese, so I might give it a shot. <laughs> you gotta go for it. You know, those people who like is it? What's the other? Is it mustard on their spaghetti or something? Oh, I've never heard of that. I think that's a thing. Let me. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'd be pulling that out. Yeah, she. Um, she also threw in a bonus one. She said, "Must or mixing mustard and ketchup." No, hard pass. 
Yeah, she says it's pretty good, but must, it's kind of hard up. to believe that one. Uh, let's see. Our next response is from John, uh, or John the Killer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, said, John. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> said eggs and ketchup. It's the only other thing in the world I eat ketchup with. <laughs> I'm with him. I'm I'm with the listeners this week. Dude, most of these are freaking ketchup related. <laughs> are they? Yeah. Like, have you guys ever had mayo and ketchup on a cheeseburger? It's like, yeah. What, fry sauce? We talking like thousand. I'm just saying mayo and ketchup on a burger. Mayo and ketchup. You never put mayo and ketchup on a burger? I do. Like, yeah, we call that. So I'm from Utah, and mayo okay. and ketchup is uh, fry sauce. Oh, I'm not mixing them. I'm just saying two different oh, just, condiments. Just condiments. They're just condiments in general. <laughs> <laughs> is yeah, fry sauce that, just Thousand Island without relish? Pretty much. Okay. I like it. Sounds like good. That's what. Like everyone in Utah knows it as fry sauce, and so they have okay. like a, a. There are some like places you can go where they have like a mayo pump right next to the yeah. ketchup pump, and so you like because everyone make your likes own fry their, sauce. Yeah, and so yeah. you make your your little fry sauce, and it's. I don't like, um, like I said, I don't like ketchup, but I can get behind. I at least on a on a sandwich or a burger, I like fry sauce. But then, like, when I moved out of Utah, they're just like, oh, you mean mayo chup? And I'm like, it's fry sauce. (laughs) Absolutely not. Mayo chup is bottom of the the barrel name. (laughs) Makes your ingredients like a grown-up. We don't need to buy Heinz mayo chup. (laughs) I've never once tried it because I'm like, they don't get the ratio right. I'm pretty sure. It needs to be a lot more pink than it is. I learned... um, my my woman does like uh, the HelloFresh things now. I've learned the secret ingredient to every sauce on the planet is just sour cream, dude. Every Wait. every single one of their recipes has freaking sour cream. They're in. just like yeah, and uh, and now time for your special sauce. Take the sour <laughs> cream and mix it with what other whatever other ingredient, and bam, you got special sauce. Oh my gosh. Dude, I hate sour cream <laughs> so much, and HelloFresh just kind of helped. Every meal. Yeah, it helped ruin sour cream for me. Dude, every oh meal. Like, would, would, can I just do in some sour cream? You're like, this is a a burger. They're like sour cream. Trust me, <laughs> goes hard. Dude, and HelloFresh doesn't even do a good job at hiding the sour cream. It like very is. A super obvious taste. Yeah. It's sour cream. It's- yeah. Freaking <laughs> HelloFresh is on my shit list because it's sour cream. Like, I'll freaking throw that shit out. Like, I'll go through. I'll- I went through all the bags one time because I was so sick of sour cream and tossed every single one of the sour cream packets. It's, in- it's incredible. <laughs> what else? They also love potatoes. They're like, here's 19 potatoes. You're going to have potato wedges for dinner every night. Thanks, HelloFresh. I love potato wedges. I will say this, though. I do like getting their potatoes because I'll cut them up into, like, really thin slices. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, I'm not complaining about... (laughs) Yeah, I'm not complaining about having potato wedges for dinner. Um, All right, let's see. 
Next, we got a response from Nick, uh, who said ketchup and pizza rolls. What a way to ruin a good pizza roll. I know. <laughs> You're going to ruin one of God's greatest gifts? Yeah, the ones that you have to eat when they're like melt your tongue hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I know you no want to cool way. this off, but you're going to miss your window. <laughs> Especially if you're eating a lot of them, because you got to burn the shit out of your tongue to freaking get the rest of them down. And <laughs> Yeah, you, that first one is strictly to the layer. It's a buffer layer to <laughs> remove all feeling on your tongue. Do you, when you eat pizza rolls, does the top of, like, the top of your mouth kind of feel like you just ate, like, a shit ton of pineapple? <laughs> no. No? Just me? Cool. It's just you. <laughs> Maybe if you put more ketchup on it, you'd, uh, <laughs> you wouldn't get that anymore. <laughs> Next question. Oh. <laughs> uh. All right, let's see. Next response comes from Ann Bell, who said, me and the chances of getting a girlfriend. Nice. <laughs> well, Ann, um, <laughs> if you take ketchup and you mix it with literally anything, you'll find someone out there who's passionate about whatever combination you're making, and she'll love you for you, and you guys will make a beautiful couple. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next one's from Nikki Cage Edits. Uh, he said Coca Cola and Nutella toast. In what way? <laughs> we talking like a like a nibble in a sip? Or are we talking like <laughs> bread in toast in the Coke? Coke on the toast? That's. I don't know. I feel like we need more information on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need some follow up. Where's the is the Nutella in the? <laughs> uh, have you heard of pilk? That's pilk been going on lately. Uh, people have been taking like a half cup of milk and a half cup of Pepsi, combining it, and I guess it tastes like a like a root beer float. It's called pilk. I've wanted to try it because I I mean I could see how that might add up. I've seen a bunch of people try it being like, there's no way this will be good. This is just a fad. And then be like, fuck. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and I'm not someone who's like, it's a fad. I'm sure I would go right to, this is the best thing ever. So, <laughs> cherry pilk? I bet cherry, p vanilla pilk would go unbelievably hard. <laughs> pilk zero? There's so many options. Uh, I don't know if I, I, I wouldn't do it with. Has anyone done it with like Coke? Or I'm sure they like have. Pepsi, Coke. I'm sure. I'm sure they've. I think its origin is Pepsi, but I think you can use Coke. Okay. Because I mean, I don't. I haven't drank soda in a real long time, but I'm. I might be willing to try that. Have you been slamming <laughs> milk? Like, are either no. of these often? Yeah, I was gonna say, are either no, of these just... often in your wheelhouse? <laughs> no, like. I usually drink water, and when I feel like treating myself, it's lemon water. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell uh, yeah, dude. You're living so yeah, life I... on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, and... 
we're getting turnt tonight. I got a lemon and a lime for our water. It's about to go down. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I've like I I realize how much of a square that makes me sound. <laughs> I used to drink soda a lot, but now it just like makes me feel bloated. So I'm like, eh, whatever. I'm not doing that anymore. I have like a soda a month, and. It just catches my eye one day, and then I'm like, yes. Today I tried a starry for the first time. A starry? A star- so uh, Pepsi discontinued Sierra Mist and did a total rebrand for their Sprite competitor. Uh, okay. And they made a sen- they just made Sprite, and they branded it more like Sprite than Sierra Mist was. That's all it is. Okay. Just a lot more yellow. They just use more yellow. Than That's previous, <laughs> yeah. Where before, like a Sierra Mist looks like it could it could possibly be like a ginger ale if you looked at it wrong. Mm-hmm. This one's just yellow Sprite. Okay. For the branding, I'll the still, color's I'll still, still clear. Sprite. Yeah. Dude, no, I had the my Sprite first, is superior. I've had my first carbonated drink in I'd say like three years. Oh really? Uh, and it was on accident because we went to Sonic and I ordered a. Uh, I, what I ordered was a lemon or a lemonade slush. Yeah. But they gave me a frozen like lemon lime drink and it was uh, like a soda. So like I started drinking. I'm like, this is just straight up like Sprite. <laughs> like what the hell? <laughs> and so like I, I ended up drinking that and regretted it like all day. <laughs> Did it taste good though? It was pretty good. <laughs> but <laughs> but it jacked my stomach up like for the rest of the day. Sometimes you gotta jack your stomach up. <laughs> I feel like I do that enough with my diet, but as I say, I still choose to eat Chipotle once a week. It doesn't <laughs> doesn't mean I should, but <laughs> the heart wants what it wants, man. So yeah, we need we need more information on this Coca Cola and Nutella toast. So <laughs> one thousand percent. So send my this, guess uh, is like my guess is like a snack serving and then like a a nice ice cold glass of it on the side. But I that, prefer that'd be if it my wasn't. assumption too. But if it's like a dip or anything, yeah, else, I'm hoping like... <laughs> I'm hoping it's not for fun sake. But. Uh, um. All right. Then next, we got a couple responses, both from DJ from the Untrained Eye, mm-hmm. uh, who said "Crash and DJ on your podcast." Talking about this one, I agree. Yeah, and then he, he said, "I feel like people are confusing unlikely with horrible." <laughs> <laughs> And then I told uh, we'll, him I we'll we'll get back to you depending when we get more info on the Nutella. <laughs> yeah, I I hit him up and I was just like, "Hey, we don't judge." And he says, "You need to start judging these ketchup loving <laughs> psychopaths." <laughs> I agree. Uh, so that that is all the responses that we got for for that question of the week. So thank you to everyone that answered. We really appreciate your responses. And uh, and if you didn't like the answers, I'm tired of this, Grandpa. <laughs> too damn bad. <laughs>
That's too damn bad. <laughs> Leave your own damn comment on the poll this week. Oh, man. I'm for sure putting that on my soundboard tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'll make it to bed <laughs> until it's on my soundboard. Dude, I've wanted to jump into, like, doing more shit with the soundboard other than, like, our intro and, like, promos and stuff. Like, I've wanted to get a little bit more fun with it, but, like, we're... You get you can get carried almost, away real quick. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll warn you right now. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're damn near 300 episodes in. Like, I feel like it'd just be weird if we started now. <laughs> no, no. It would be perfect. My soundboard is just full of Timothy Robert Castles and Mike 525 Rocket, so I'm sure your soundboard will be so much better. But <laughs> if you just don't load it up like with garbage like me, you'll be fine. <laughs> I don't trust myself enough to not. Cause that, 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 You're going to need to watch quote. the trigger finger. You you can get carried away. I get car- when I When I remember I have things... I'll forget for 10 episodes at a time. And then I'll have a 20-minute stretch where I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Press everything. <laughs> I'll be setting Hunter up and be like, hey, trying to just get fall into a trap. He always does. He's stupid. It's the best. <laughs> Freaking love that. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, that was all our, our answers. We really appreciate them. Um, so now we can get into... Our breakdown. Uh, so for those of you that are unfamiliar with our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros and the Plunge uh, letter grade. Uh, the eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up and spit through our algorithm and give us a letter grade to compare this movie to others of a similar grade, as well as a percentage that doesn't matter, despite whatever DJ says. <laughs> it's just fun to see where these movies rank within their own uh, the universe. Systems. Yeah. The ABU. <laughs> um. So yeah, if you have not seen Holes, you have had 20 years to do so, so I do not feel bad about spoiling this movie for you. Some are calling it the movie of the millennium already, three years in. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. <laughs> yeah, so if you have not seen it, I'm about to spoil the entire freaking thing for you. Uh, we're going to read through the synopsis and then we'll get into our uh, our breakdown. My takeaway watching this is I was like, if I explain this movie the way it was laid out, the order that it was displayed to me, people would not believe it's a real movie. <laughs> <laughs> the The timing of all the cuts and time does not check out at all. Did not hold up. That was my one takeaway. Mm. That shit was all over the place. I went to like take my food out of the oven when I hit play. And he was, like, already at camp. I was like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the shoes? Dude, in they my wasted mind, no time. In my memory, it happened, like, sequentially with, like, 
he stole shoes. He went home. There was this whole thing. He went to court. He went to prison. Prison ensued. That's when the flashbacks to Kissing Kate happened. And then, like, the... Watching it back, I was like, oh, no, they cut back and forth all over the fucking place for no rhyme or reason. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. But, I mean, somehow it worked. It worked. Somehow it worked. so good. (laughs) Yeah, despite all my words just now, held up tremendously. (laughs) All right. So... In Green Lake, Texas, the Yelnats family has been cursed to be unlucky, which they blame on their ancestor Elia's failure to keep a promise to fortune teller Madame Zeroni over a century earlier in Latvia. One day, Stanley Yelnats IV is wrongly convicted of stealing a pair of sneakers that were donated to charity by baseball player Clyde Sweetfeet Livingston and is sentenced to 18 months at Camp Green Lake, a juvenile detention camp in lieu of jail time. The camp is in a dried lake bed where rain never falls and venomous yellow-spotted lizards proliferate. Stanley meets Warden Louise Walker, her assistant, Mr. Sir, and camp counselor, Dr. Pedansky. Prisoners... (laughs) What? A.K.A. Mom. Mom. Another great name. (laughs) Prisoners known by their nicknames, including Zero, Zigzag, Armpit, Squid, X-Ray, and Magnet, spend each day digging holes in the desert. They may earn a day off if they find anything interesting inside the holes. After Stanley finds a golden lipstick tube, initialed KB, and a fossil, he is accepted into the group and given the nickname Caveman. When Magnet steals Mr. Sir's bag of sunflower seeds, Stanley takes the blame and is taken by Mr. Sir to Walker's cabin. Inside, Stanley notices old wanted posters and newspapers that lead them to realize that KB stands for Catherine Kissin' Kate Barlow, an outlaw his great-grandfather encountered. Walker assaults Mr. Sir for his irrelevant report and allows Stanley to return to work. Camp Green Lake's history is revealed in a series of flashbacks as a flourishing lakeside community in the 19th century. Kate romantically bonds with Sam, an African-American onion merchant who helps repair her schoolhouse. When the wealthy Charles Trout Walker discovers the two kissing, he spreads the word in a fit of jealousy, and the town citizens burn down the schoolhouse and murder Sam. In retaliation, Kate becomes an outlaw hunting down Walker's men, earning her nickname by kissing the men she murders. As her legend is established, Green Lake goes into decline due to the lake's sudden evaporation. One of Kate's victims is Elia's son, Stanley Yelnat Sr., who is robbed of his chest of gold and left to fend for himself in the desert. Years later, Kate has a final confrontation with the now destitute Walker's before allowing herself to be lethally bitten by a lizard. She boasts that neither Walker nor his descendants will find her buried fortune. In the present, when Pedansky mocks Zero, whose real name is Hector Zeroni, the latter strikes Pedansky with a shovel and runs off. After some deliberation, Stanley searches for Hector. 
The pair have difficulty surviving in the desert without water. Eventually, Stanley carries the ailing Hector up the mountain, where they find a wild field of onions and a source of water, helping them regain strength at the same time. He, he didn't just carry him up the mountain. He, he carried Madame Zeroni up the mountain, <laughs> so she can drink and get strong, too. Dude, that that's a killer impression. <laughs> I've been quoting that nonstop for twenty years. I just go up to be like, you must carry Madame Zeroni up the mountain. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, dude, you and your family will be cursed for always and eternity. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Stanley unknowingly fulfills his ancestor's promise to the fortune teller and breaks the curse. While Man. camping on the mountain, Hector tells Stanley that he stole Livingston's sneakers and threw them over the bridge to evade the police, only for them to inadvertently hit Stanley's head. Returning to the camp, Stanley and Hector investigate the hole where Stanley found the lipstick and discover a chest before they are discovered by Walker, Mr. Sir, and Podansky. They soon realize that Walker, who is Trout's granddaughter, is using the inmates to search for Barlow's treasure. The adults are unable to steal the chest from the boys as the hole was swarmed with lizards, which do not bite Stanley and Hector due to the onions they ate earlier. The adults, puzzled, wait ah, for the they, lizards they to They left kill out the boys. that detail in the movie. <laughs> they just weren't getting bitten. It had nothing to do with the young. Must have been a book thing. Must have been in the book. Dude, it must have been a book thing. Because I, even watching as an adult, I was just like, what the hell? Like, this is what, like, reading this made me real. like, oh, okay, it's because of the onions, not. Yeah. It's like, okay, maybe it's just his luck that's keeping him from getting bit now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I overthought it. I thought I was like, oh, maybe they've already been faced with death, so they can't be faced. No, it's onions. They <laughs> ate forty-five onions in a two-day span. Uh, uh, the next morning, the attorney general and Stanley's lawyer arrive, accompanied by Texas Rangers. The chest Stanley found is discovered to have belonged to his namesake, great grandfather. Walker, Mr. Sir, who is revealed to be a paroled criminal named Marion Savillo, or Savillo, and Pedansky, who revealed to not be an actual doctor, are arrested. <laughs> Stanley and Zero are released, and it rains in Green Lake for the first time in over a century. The Yelnats family claims the chest, which contains jewels, deeds, and promissory notes, which they share with Hector, uh, who uses it to hire private investigators to find his missing mother, and both families live a life of financial ease as neighbors. Yeah. So much. <laughs> it's great. Dude, this movie is a lot. It's like a you... lot. <laughs> Th this, this, that whole synopsis leaves out the whole, like, uh, racist burning down of a town. Like, mm. <laughs> tackles race wars. <laughs> tackles dude like they they dealt with some crazy shit with this movie <laughs> yeah they're like all right we're gonna ease into this by showing the assassination of a black man for kissing a white woman uh and then we're gonna go back to the camp where they're digging some holes um the the lizards 
The CGI was so funny. Don't did not remember it being that bad. Well, I mean, f- for what it, for a cheesy Disney movie like yeah. way back when, they it wasn't horrible and it wasn't like super distracting either. I thought there were like, a few times where it was super. Di- anytime they had them do like a movement, it was super di- like because you could tell they were just using regular bearded dragons. But anytime that they had to do like a CGI one, it was like, oh, that's that like the one where they shot it. <laughs> that one yeah. was funny. Where it was like, ah, <laughs> they had to, like running with his hands up, like I'm coming. <laughs> I'm a lizard, and I'm gonna get you. Oh man, they they yeah. They, I mean. I feel like it could have been worse, but I mean, for 2003, like. That's true. Not, the comps of the horrible. time. What? Do, like, go go look at Shrek 1. The animation doesn't hold up, so <laughs> it's fine. Like, it's fine. The, the yellow spotted lizards are fine. I want to go to the scene where they got to the top of God's thumb. They were just drinking mud water. That was not moving water. It wasn't running water. That was. <laughs> That was just that mud. That was stale mud. Yeah. That was <laughs> gross water. Yeah, that was not that's not drinkable water. You you couldn't have at least made like a stream of some sort. No. Dude, and they just like And then they raw dogged like 75 onions. <laughs> <laughs> which was insane. He Dude, says I a line love... too. What the, he's it's, well, what was it? When Shia LaBeouf wakes up that morning, he's like, oh, man, I couldn't sleep. I've been farting all night. <laughs> and I was like, all right, they they at least address how ridiculous it is to be just mowing onions for nutrition. <laughs> Dude, I thought it was freaking hilarious how they were jumping on, like, the onions fix everything. He can like, fix bandwagon. That. Like, oh, you can mix onions with literally anything, and it's a cure for something. Yeah. Like the whole, what did he mix? He mix, mixed uh, onions with, was it peaches that he mixed? Oh, yeah. Or that oh, the, yeah. his dad mixed? Oh, yeah. he accident- No, he accidentally dropped peaches into his shoe mixture, and then they smelled nothing. <laughs> Thus created <laughs> Sweet Feet's, sh- what the fuck is it, sloop? <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, they, they definitely shoehorned some, like, some weird stuff in here. Like with the whole, uh, what was it? It's just like smelly feet is what his yeah. dad was trying so yeah, hard. To... Just... Henry Winkler was just battling <laughs> the battle that we all, we needed the fawns to be fighting athletes foot. That's what this movie needed <laughs> like, for no reason. I also, uh, Podansky was so mean to zero. For no reason, he had met him two days prior, and he was like, "Yeah, dumb dumb." Over, he was like the therapist who was like, "You guys all matter, except you, dumb dumb. You don't have a brain. You can't read." It was. I, we're gonna get to the rating of character progression. No one in this movie progressed. Not a single person. <laughs> At the end, they're like, "Hey, man, call my mom and tell her I'm sorry." That was it. They had like two characters be like. You know, maybe I shouldn't be in child prison. <laughs> maybe I should try to better myself. That was it. Oh yeah. It's, but I mean, starting off with with story. So I I like we'll be putting in our scores for this, but I I was luckily able to get Rose to throw in his scores too. So we have his to to compare to. Okay. Um I don't think he wrote any Notes. Let me just check. 
I mean, last like, time he wrote in some stuff like what he wanted to say about each, yeah, each category. But I mean, overall, the story is not very good. They, no, I don't know how they made this. <laughs> they made this a good movie. I don't know how. Some child steals shoes from a baseball player in an orphanage. It then turns into child prison camp, which isn't a thing. Um, <laughs> Dude, like the freaking sentencing 18 months, yeah, 18 for, months for for borrowing a pair of shoes from from a, a giveaway like yeah, a raffle even if, he, even if he did steal them like they got the shoes back <laughs> yeah like i feel like that's the it's a slap on the wrist yeah hey you have a clean record um you've never done anything bad in your life and this is very uncharacteristic of you also, you said you didn't steal these. We kind of believe you. That's how this movie ends. <laughs> but yeah. then, like, but if, then, if there's anything Stanley that this Yelmats, movie proves, it's like once you have money, solves all your problems. <laughs> it's yeah. Once you have money, you can sell your foot product and have a nice swimming pool. Yeah. It, oh my gosh! Like it was ridiculous. Like that. What the what. The lengths that they went to to send him to camp, I probably could have bought like sentencing him to like maybe a few months because it maybe it was like maybe it was summer, yeah, or whatever. But sending like, eighteen months, we're gonna take a year and some change from this kid's life because of some shoes. Also, there's three adults at a camp with like a hundred children. Yeah. One of which isn't involved. One of which stays in her house. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. And you only get like a freaking canteen of water. Like you get Also, two. not nearly she- enough holes. Not nearly enough holes were dug for the amount of time and the amount of prisoners they have. Let's let's call it what it is. Prisoners they have digging holes. <laughs> Did you know they made another another movie? about armpit not a movie they made there's a follow-up book about armpit it's called like something footsteps i read it as a child was he the one that like had the mommy issues small steps uh yeah he was the fat guy with the arms (laughs) okay theodore (laughs) what would what was that movie about or that book about i i'm gonna before i pull up the wikipedia i somehow remember a concert he befriends some sort of musician, I think. <laughs> Let me read the, the plot. Three years after his release from Camp Green Lake, Theodore Johnson, armpit, is living in Austin, Texas, trying to build a stable lifestyle by working for a landscaping company and caring for his neighbor, Ginny, a 10-year-old girl with cerebral palsy. <laughs> Don't remember this. One bit. <laughs> he then meets X-Ray, a friend from Camp Green Lake, who asks for his help in a ticket scalping scheme for teen pop star Kiera DeLeon. Upcoming concert. That's what's up. All right. <laughs> uh, he takes the cerebral palsy girl, and the tickets turn out to be counterfeit. He gets beaten up by handcuffed by police, and then the cerebral palsy girl has a seizure, and the police thinks it's a reaction to drugs. But then the su- the pop star invites them backstage, and they become friends. Dude, and then he goes the to hell? San Francisco. Where he's then attacked by people in a scalping ring. That sounds like an acid trip of a movie or a a book. 
The story ends when Armpit hears Kyra sing a song she wrote about him on the radio and accepts that his life cannot revolve around her. Instead, he decides to continue with his plan of taking small steps forward towards a better life for himself. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> yep. Is there more uh, movies in the whole series? <laughs> that is an odd one to leave off on. Oh, but, I mean, despite how weird this story was, like, there's definitely a lot that you just kind of have to look past, but for, I mean, for what it is, like, if, if I feel it flowed pretty well, they did have some, like, odd points where they were throwing in the weird flashbacks and shit, but, I mean, I think they, they kept it pretty consistent. Yeah. It it all came together. Yeah, Onion I mean, Man as Sam. Weird as it Onion was, Man how... Sam was just trying to fix that. <laughs> he made the nicest school in town. They burned it down. Unbelievable. Dude, he he sound he sounded exactly like I do when something in my house or my apartment breaks. My wife like calls it out. I'm like, I can fix that. Except I have none of the follow through. That's funny. Like I, ha- I have the ability, uh, but <laughs> again, like, it's gonna. Whenever you get to those things, they always take like four minutes too. You like let them sit there for like four months, being like, "Man, what an inconvenience this is!" And then you go and finally do it, and you're like, "This took seven and a half minutes." <laughs> I have one more uh, book thing. Um, they also released Stanley Yelnat Survival Guide to Camp Green Lake. It was a companion book. In 2003, uh, published a month before the film version of Holes, and it was Stanley's uh, tongue-in-cheek handbook for newcomers to Camp Green Lake for a more pleasant trip than the one featured in Holes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Peaked at number eight on the New York Times bestsellers, best-selling paper children's books. So I guess not that good. That seems like a pretty niche... Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say like if that was like top eight like of New York Times bestsellers, like that'd be insane. Nope, nope. But no, children's that... paperback. Yep, children's <laughs> that. Yeah, I mean you've lowered your niche from like from children's and then just paperback. <laughs> like yep. that's a, a very small pool. Peaked at number eight on children's paperback sequels to a 2003 movie film feature film adaptation. You know they probably like. It probably got up there because of like a scholastic book fair. Oh yeah. Nothing better than a scholastic. Dude, there honestly isn't. You can get some cool shit or Yeah, posters of posters of cars. Nothing like scholastic book fair day when you're like, I'm gonna get the sickest Red Sox poster right now. <laughs> Mom gives you twenty dollars to buy books and you come home with a Lamborghini poster, you're like, Yep. This is a good read. Dude, I I remember uh, we had a like a an assembly during the book fair where it was like some yo-yo company came out and like a bunch of like college students doing like yo-yo tricks and I thought that was the coolest shit. My mom gave me it was like a decent amount of money to go get some like new books, and she thought I was going to get like some educational shit. I came how, home how with to yo-yo. A, yeah, I came home with a new <laughs> with a new yo-yo that I didn't know how to use. 
Um, no one knows how to use. <laughs> yeah. So I came home with a new yo-yo, um, a Pokédex. Yep. And oh, and a a, a spy kit. <laughs> That's a good haul. <laughs> You had fun for like two weeks off that that book fair. Dude, it was a it was a good time. Yeah. Like they had like the secret glasses, so you like, or like a, like a monocle that you could put on and you could write in invisible ink, but you could also like share it with your friends and by shining the black light on it, because it had like a black light. It had the invisible ink pen, the little monocle. Um, oh, what else did it have? Oh, I think it had it had it came with a watch with like a flashlight. <laughs> yep, of course, it's what every kid needs. Just like the most random. Surely had a laser oh. pointer for some reason. It the reason I think the reason I bought it is because it had a laser uh, alarm system. Yes, and it was the hardest thing in the world to set up. <laughs> it's not because you had to that. take the laser and like aim it perfectly. At the other, like, other system, and so when it would trip, it'd be the loudest thing that was, like, impossible to turn off. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, this movie's doing a lot for, for my nostalgia right now. <laughs> yeah. Listen, the movie of the millennium, they don't give that out lightly. <laughs> Brings back emotions and memories you didn't know you had. It's the last time you bit into a wrong. And... <laughs> Ew. Been a hot minute. I know I've done it once, but <laughs> I don't think I have. They I didn't um, do it on purpose. They used I, apples I, that they I was painted. Fooled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I I remember uh, the actor for Zero, Cleo Thomas, was did an interview and said like, "Yep, it's." Or he did like a "Ask Me Anything" thing yeah. on Instagram, and someone asked that, and he's just like, "Yep, it was it was apples." <laughs> I'm like those were some super round apples. Yeah. Big, big boys. Ugh. So where? So this is out of a hundred. Okay. Rose ended up scoring it pretty high. Um, really? Yeah, he's he's sitting at an eighty-eight. Oh my god. Um, I was leaning towards like a like a sixty-two because I think it's gonna make 62? up its. I think it's going to make up its points elsewhere. I don't think its story <laughs> was exactly the strong suit. <laughs> All right. I, mean, hell, I'll I don't know how harsh of judges you guys are, so I don't know. I don't. So this is kind of like we've had some people that are like, oh, it's like super average and like go down to 50. This is more okay. based off of like schoolhouse grades. Oh, we're going schoolhouse grading? Schoolhouse grading. Okay. All right. So that, that, that's that does like change the percentage. It. Okay. All right. All right. With. All right. Yeah. Okay. It's not an F then. All right. Let me, let me take that back. Yeah. So what, I think it's a pretty Rose... flat mid C still. I think like a 76. Would, that'll be where I, I lay in on the story. That's actually. J- right about where i was at too <laughs> uh, like i might be a little higher like 78 but yeah yeah <laughs> i was like i don't see it as a c minus but i don't see it as a c plus it might be in that somewhere in that line so yeah so all of these categories other than music and costumes um 100 <laughs> yeah so all no all of those are out of 100 but based off of like a schoolhouse okay system all right uh, and then music's like one out of ten. Ten. 
Um, all right, but getting over to writing, yeah, dude, that, like this I movie did is say so it was gonna pick quotable. Up. It's so quotable. <laughs> <laughs> like my my thing on it's, it was quotable in that there are already a bunch of things where I, as they were saying it, I was already quoting because it's that quotable. But I also picked up new ones in this watch through, which I think goes to how quotable it is. <laughs> like what? Uh, like him when he woke zero up the next morning. He's like, "Yeah, I can't sleep. I've been farting a bunch." Like that made me laugh, <laughs> unbelievably hard. Um, watching as an adult, I'd never realized it, truly how funny Mister Sir is. Like when he's like, <laughs> he's off doing like PTSD shit in the background. Like <laughs> he's doing super funny shit all the time, off camera almost, like in the background. <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude! He was ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I used to be like Mister Sir. Well, that's why I was like when I watched it as a kid, I was like, "Yeah, he's mean." And then I watched it now, I was like, "That's a good character, <laughs> like all around." That's just a dude who wants to smoke some cigarettes, <laughs> like. <laughs> and then also, just the blatant meanness of Mom to Zero had me dying laughing. Where he was just like, you guys all deserve a spot in society, except you, you fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) A guy he had met a day prior. How did Zero get to prison so quick? That part threw me off. I was like, well, he did his shit after Stanley did. (laughs) He's been here. He's created a reputation for himself at this camp already. My my, uh, justification for that is maybe that it was a longer drawn out process for Stanley because his family his could afford a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Zero is like, I, I, I'll go to prison tomorrow. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys give me shoes? Do you have shoes there? I'm in. Let's put me on the bus, <laughs> dude. I, I freaking love um, Tim Blake I can, Nelson. I can fix that. <laughs> I love the, the I love the interactions between Mr. Sir the Warden and Padansky. Oh, the, the three of them are very Dude, good. They're hilarious. I like the whole inter like what are we going to do? You'll do as I say. Yeah. What'd what she it? say? Not much. <laughs> what do we do? You'll do Whatever as I say. I say. <laughs> you didn't say anything either. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just got the shit kicked out of them by children. That was sick. Yeah. Oh, when freaking Pedansky's like, D-I-G, what does that spell? <laughs> yeah, that was good. Then boom, dig. <laughs> they spent a whole story arc just digging because of a lie. <laughs> built the whole trench. <laughs> built the whole ass canal system. <laughs> Dude, like the freaking... Digging, I like when they uh when Stanley like handed over that little lipstick thing to uh what's his face I think it was X Ray, yeah, um and they started doing like the super like crazy digging in that area, yeah. I was like, that's like professional level. That's professional level digging. Yeah, I'm like, you guys had, like, archways and stuff, little oh, doors. Yeah. Like, are They're you kidding me? pure excavators. They are the pros. <laughs> there are no better diggers. Listen, there's a reason Armpit went on to landscaping 
in, in his life prior. That dude was a pro. <laughs> dude, no joke. Armpit yeah. wasn't getting out of those holes, by the way. Five foot hole, you think armpit's getting out? No fucking way. That's Jeez. a heavy boy. Dude, I, I forget the... Uh... I liked how the warden's way of like rewarding everyone was just filling up their canteens. Oh yeah. Like right after it had gotten filled up. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I, was like, I don't think he's in water. the wrong here. I think he's kind of in, he just filled up their canteens. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and then I didn't realize how uh or didn't remember how graphic the warden mauling freaking mr sir was oh yeah like, that was no, he got messed fucked up. up yeah he got he got messed up it was it was badass too she's like yeah you see this right <laughs> oh trying to think of like any other quotes off the top of my head i'm tired of this grandpa last <laughs> two damn bad that's, that's it's just the, the perfect cutaway. It's literally like a Family Guy cutaway scene. Like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, that is probably one clip that didn't fit into the movie. Like the tone of that whole scene felt so yeah. weird. But I'm so glad it was in there. Oh yeah, my favorite line and the the I didn't realize that quote was from Holes until my most recent. Or yeah, uh, not the not the watch i had today but the one prior like a few weeks ago but i had been quoting that for years yeah it's been huge on tiktok and like as soon as i heard the hum when they kicked to the scene i was like oh my god no way like i hadn't even seen anything yet i was like i already know this sound i love this sound <laughs> i didn't even know this was from like my favorite movie this is the best <laughs> man dude i i freaking shoehorn that in everywhere anytime someone bitches about being tired i'm like well, that's too damn bad <laughs> um all the madam zaroni quotes are incredible oh yeah absolutely dude the freaking story between um kate and sam like that was a pretty well done story beautiful like that could have been a movie all on its own it sh it should have been I'd argue it should have been. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll give you that. I'm trying to pull up movie quotes. I'm trying to get some, but I don't I don't want book quotes. All right, <laughs> I want I want movie quotes. Yeah, I'm looking some up too. Oh, for that when Stanley's like, I feel really awkward with you reading over my shoulder like that. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't read. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I look at the animals to Gordon Weaver's like, hey, I please let me open it. He's like, yeah. Nope. I'm going <laughs> home. These gold bars and bonds are mine. <laughs> All the things with the, the pigs. I want the pig. Give me. That was good. I enjoyed it. Dude, if there if there was ever a character that I felt was like real unnecessary, it was freaking Twitch. Twitch has no purpose <laughs> at all. He just filled in for zero. He pissed me off this watch through. I was like, I hate Twitch. Even his stupid visor. 
Oh, uh, uh, Pedansky. It smells like puke from a mule been running on, <laughs> been ruminating on asparagus for two weeks. That's a good quote. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, when Stanley hands Zero an onion, he's like, here, eat this. What is it? It's a hot fudge sundae. Just eat it. <laughs> the hot fudge su- the ice cream thing kept was starting to piss me off. I was like, I get it. You, We get it. All right, yeah. The, uh, there's ice cream hot fudge at the top of the mountain. Also, I like that they, like, free soloed, like, like a 10-pitch <laughs> rock climb casually with, with shit on their back and a fucking a shovel. Dude, that climb was sketchy as all hell. Dude, the <laughs> everything turns to a callus eventually. That's like, <laughs> oh, when freaking Stanley like found the lipstick and it's like, look, it says KB. Yeah, that's Keith Berenger. Who? <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, was in my home. math class. <laughs> uh, when Mister Sir was like, yeah, keep running. There ain't gonna be no Yelnats the fifth. <laughs> That got me pretty good. Dude, like, there was, like, a, like you said, just a ridiculous amount of quotes in here. One of the more quotable movies I've seen in a while. Where, Dude, where are we easily. Leaning, where are we leaning on the writing grade? Honestly, I might be a little bit higher with I'm this. I'm leaning higher because it does come from, like, a number one best-selling book, too. Like, it's a top-tier uh book adaptation it definitely is um like rose even stated this he's like i don't remember the book for shit but i remember this movie yeah uh, for sure (laughs) yeah rose went a little bit lower so he went from an 88 in story to an 86 okay i was leaning 89 i was i was going 89 89 I'm going to go up to 90 after discovering the, the I'm tired of this grandpa quote. <laughs> yeah. I think that's worth the A. That pumps it to the A. That's the, I just went to my teacher at the end of the semester. I had an 89.9, and I really wanted that A. You got it. You got the A. I bumped you up. You've been a good student. That's too damn bad. <laughs> uh, I, I might be, gosh, this one's tough. I might be where Rose is at, like near an eighty-six. I think it's like, fair. It, it's it's a Listen, damn good script, but they threw in some like. There's some clusterfuck in this movie. Yeah. There's let's not forget that there is, and I'm sure in the book that's probably just a chapter. For being honest, that's just a chapter, so it makes sense. I'm sure, but in the movie, it came across not as great. Yeah, I think. <sighs> I think, like we said, I I think I needed a a Kate and Sam solo movie, like short film or something. After, well, they didn't have one. They murdered him. They yeah. they they executed him upon a single kiss. So <laughs> he could not fix that. He could not fix that. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll I'll be at an eighty six, and that's just. That's solely because of the the weird shit that they yeah. threw in. It was the slow mo shots for no reason. That really got to you. Yeah, that was that was funky. All right, moving on over to acting, we have uh, Shia LaBeouf who plays Stanley Yelnats. 
uh, Cleo Thomas, who plays Zero, Sigourney Weaver, who plays the Warden, John Voigt, who plays Mr. Sir, Tim Blake Nelson, who plays Dr. Pedansky, um, yeah, Henry Winkler, who plays Stanley's father. Stanley L. Nats the third. Stanley L. Nats the third. Um, geez, the freaking ordering. I thought of this I thought I thought list. Stanley Elnats was like the seventh. I thought there was like hundreds of years of of lore and curse. I didn't think he was just the fourth. Just the fourth. <laughs> Memory served his title a bit different in my mind. But. Yeah, I mean, especially when you had the third and the second <laughs> in the film. In yeah. <laughs> um. And then let's see, we got Patricia Arquette who played Kiston Kate Barlow and Dulé Hill who played Sam, the Onion Man. Uh, don't forget Rick Fox, NBA champion, as Sweet Feet Livingston. <laughs> <laughs> Is Okay, I, I'm just going to assume that Sweet Feet Livingston's a fake uh, pl- athlete. Yeah, no, not, not a real okay. person. No, the guy right. who plays him is a is a is it was an L.A. Laker. He's a basketball player. So. Okay, okay, cool. The only sport that I understand is made up. So, <laughs> if what that is that? Is, it's Quidditch. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> Any other sport, I'm just I'm completely clueless to. Like, and I used to play t-ball. I still don't understand baseball for shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Sweetfeet's not a real guy. I'm sorry okay, to break cool. the news to you. <laughs> He's actually a World I, Series champion with the New York Yankees in 02. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I assume not. I just didn't want to be like kind of a weird made-up athlete and <laughs> have it be like real. It's like, no, that guy was actually three-time MVP. <laughs> yeah. um, and then just a few of the... The guys that were in this, we have Jake M. Smith, who played Squid. Uh, Byron Cotton. Don't remember Cotton. Squid at all. Yeah. They're, like, their IMDb photos are from Holes. The Squid guy, if you click his, it brings you to a blank page. Does it really? Uh-huh. Because I clicked one of the other guys, and he had, like, two movies around the same time as Holes, and then never seen from again. Oh, yeah. Squid, the last thing he was in was from 2009 and he was just an assistant he was uncredited in one movie and then one episode of law and order or two, yeah, one, three episodes one, of law and order as different characters as different characters on different law and orders yep he was in on law and order criminal intent and then he did one episode of svu when Hell he yeah. was uh a year before holes that's hilarious. Uh, then, yeah, Byron Cotton, who plays Armpit. Brendan Jefferson, who plays X-Ray. X-Ray, they brought into Even Stevens for a couple episodes. Did they really? That's so yeah. cool. <laughs> well, actually, it looks like he was on Even Stevens and then was in Holzak. He hasn't been in anything since 2004, X-Ray. Yeah. It looks like 2001 was a pretty... well. He did four episodes total. <laughs> and one of them was various teenage voices. 
Oh, he was in even Stevens first. The yeah. Four holes. Yeah. Uh, That's armpit, wild. Armpit was a grip guy on the Jacksons. <laughs> he's, he has a cr- camera and electrical department credit. Jeez. His acting credit is is funky. Like nine like from ninety three to ninety seven like seemed pretty busy. Then ninety eight he did a few projects, ninety nine he did a few projects, then two thousand just two thousand on just seemed to die. And then two thousand three <laughs> then he stopped acting in two thousand four. <laughs> Unless he's still attempting to act. That's wild. None of these guys were like in anything ever. I'm looking at. Um, yeah, I mean, it I'm says a Miguel lot. Miguel Castro's. Um, yeah, Miguel Castro played Magnet, which I mean, his but all of these guys' pictures, other than Zig, Zigzag, was in some stuff, but still he? not that much. Yeah, he was in Waiting. Waiting was a good movie. Yeah, he was in Waiting out two years after. Um. Apparently, there he was in. I guess there's a sequel to Waiting called Still Waiting. Still Waiting. <laughs> and then he was in Whiplash, like the Whiplash. Like the whip. Oh, damn! Like like actually the big the good movie Whiplash. <laughs> Dude, I freaking love that movie. Well, cool. All right, let's. Uh... So what we usually do with this is our top three. Uh, actors from from this movie. Um, I do not have roses. Um, With like a rating but, for each, or just those? No, no, no. The, just the just like a just rating. a top three, and then we give like an overall rating score. All right, let, I'm gonna go with Mister Sir. So good. <laughs> so good. As your number three, or is he your your top? Mm, I'll go Mister Mister Sir. Yeah, I'll go Mister Sir at the three spot. Probably, probably Sigourney Weaver at the two. You got gotta go with Shia LaBeouf. Gotta go with Shia LaBeouf at the one. It's the performance that sparked a career of interest. Uh, gosh, that that one's tough. Cause well, so I felt like, like if there was any, cause I I really like Shia LaBeouf as an actor. I think he's like fantastic, especially in like more serious roles. Yeah. But I don't think he shined as much as I remember him shining. <laughs> no. But back to what I said earlier, not a single character had any character development in this film. <laughs> so it's hard to be like, this guy crushed it. <laughs> it I think it was tough with Stanley because it just kind of felt like life was happening to him. And yeah. he was just like, all I'm shoulders, here. like yep. whatever. I refuse to lie or tell the truth, and that's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what do you, I, what, what do you got? Gosh, I think my number three. It might just have to be all three adults because they just played the heel. Like they 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 kind of carried for giving any sort of story. You know, what? I'm I'm going to come in with a uh, with a hot take. So I'm going to start off with my, or yeah, I'll do my two and three. My number two, I'm going to give to Patricia Arquette, who played Kissing Kate Kiss Barlow. Kissing Kate Barlow, okay. And then my number three, I'm going to give to Dulé Hill, who played Sam the Onion Man. 
Sam the Young Man had a great performance. I loved their story so much. Yeah. And they they sold everything that they were trying they to They made sell. it believable that this woman would snap and go on to become a notorious outlaw. Like Yeah. They sold and they, it in their in their three minutes of screen time. They sold it. They absolutely sold it. Dude, and what a freaking budget you would have had to drop to do <laughs> freaking scenes like that. Yeah. Like you were going like full like eighteen hundreds <laughs> wild west. You're also like, torching nuts. buildings. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I I've given it to those two because those two killed it. Like everything. Like there wasn't a single thing that I felt was unbelievable. Like I feel like a lot of times with the, like the flashbacks, it's hard to see why someone would fall for someone else. They freaking delivered that amazingly well. My number one, I'm going to give to Mr. Sir. <laughs> Mr. Sir is the fucking best. <laughs> Dude, Watching this prefer- back, it was just a, it was the Mr. Sir show. Everything he did had me cracking up. Whether he was being like mean to the kids or just being funny for something else, everything had me dying. Dude, I and Mr. Sir's just such a good name. His his performance was so unhinged. <laughs> it was it worked perfectly well. Yep. Like I loved when all the cops were there and he was just like trying uh, to hiding. like so obvious like trying to hide his face like making himself like way more suspicious than he yeah. needed to. Yep. Like you freaking idiot. But I mean that dude pulled it off so well. Like what what else has John Voigt been in cuz I freaking love him. That's a good question. He's also only been in holes. <laughs> <laughs> Like there's another Anna, movie that I'm I'm thinking of, Anaconda, Midnight Cowboy. These are all from like the set. Uh, Runaway Train. Is there anything I've seen? Oh, he was in Ray freaking Donovan? National Treasure. Really? Yeah, oh. he was. He was the. He was Gates's dad. <laughs> That's what I knew him from. Like, gosh, that was bugging me so much. He was in Tropic Thunder, at the John as himself. As himself. <laughs> he was in Transformers. Yep, both National Treasures. Who who was he in Transformers? Defense Secretary John Keller. Oh, okay. He played President Roosevelt in Pearl Harbor. <laughs> he played Zoolander's dad in Zoolander. Oh, my hell. Dude, I got a lot of hate for my opinions on Zoolander. <laughs> Zoolander is my least favorite Ben Stiller movie. (laughs) So I didn't watch it until this year. I tried watching it for the first time, I'll say. I hated it. I hated it immensely. (laughs) I hated it a lot. Like, I think I made it through like 30 minutes waiting for something funny to happen. And I was like, I don't like the vibe of this. I hate Will Ferrell's character. I hate Ben Stiller's character. I hate everyone's character. I hate all of these characters. And I don't think it's funny. I, and I'm I sure Mikey either. probably gave an opinion that was more of just him telling you you're wrong. But, uh, hey, Mikey, you're wrong. Zoolander stinks. 
we we haven't like we haven't uh reviewed that one that was just one on a recommendation that we posted but yeah. that one was like super popular because everyone's like what the hell did you just say <laughs> but easily my my least favorite ben stiller role and i love ben stiller <laughs> yeah so like watching a movie where i just absolutely hated him was was rough yeah i wasn't a fan i i agree okay the acting yeah, so Rose, Rose was pretty high on this one. He ended up Rose was 90. just high on this film, <laughs> straight up. Like looking through all of his other scores, <laughs> so he he gave acting a ninety. <laughs> okay, like and I'm not, I'm not quite that high. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking I'm 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 at like an eighty four. And 84 is actually pretty fair. Because, like, I, there was... I don't think any of the kids crushed their performances. They were kids at a camp. It was fine. Yeah. I think, like, the kids looked like they were having a good time with this movie. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. So, I I might actually be on the same page as you. I'm, I'll, I'll give this an 84. <laughs> Let's get it. All right. Next up, we got... Character development, which of course there was no, no, so little, very little. There's like thirty seconds of it. Like Stanley maybe. didn't learn anything. Stanley learned zero thing. The most development that happened in the film was that their family is no longer cursed. Like the spectral realm developed around them. They did not develop as people. Hmm. Kissing Kate Barlow, she reverse developed. She turned into a murderous outlaw. Um, Which, I mean, in terms of development, like, even though it's like a downward arc, it's still an arc. Yeah. So, I mean, you're seeing her at her worst. And so, like, seeing that dive, you understand why she goes that far. Yep. Which is more the reason to their acting, being very good. Oh, yeah. So I mean I freaking love that. Um Zero learned how to read. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that, but that I mean was... you're you're spot on. There was like no development whatsoever. This might be yeah. one of my lower categories. Yeah. Mr. Sir learned nothing. Still was carrying a pistol with him. You just yeah. had to leave that gun at the desk and you probably would have been fine. You guys all probably would not have been arrested. They probably wouldn't have taken control over. You just had to not bring your gun with you. <laughs> yeah, Rose was was pretty nice. I I I'm real interested to see or to hear where he thought there was development because he gave this an 85. <laughs> I'm at like a 70. I was thinking 72. So <laughs> like a 70 or a 72. I'm at 72. Seven two, okay. Yeah, All right. no, no, no deve- <laughs> He developed the shoe stuff. That was character development. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> yep. All right. Next up, we got effects. So with this, it's like anything that was practical, um, special effects. It just kind of like encapsulates everything. I'm gonna go with the. T- I'm gonna. Do do we take the times into consideration, like it being 03? I, we usually like to take the times into consideration. Okay. 
Okay. Because that, like that we, is a big impact. Because we've done, like, some older movies with, like, uh, like older action movies with Ben, where, yeah. the like, any special effect looked like absolute garbage. Yeah. But for the times, it was good. So we try to take that into consideration. So, I mean, I'm not too harsh to, on this. Yeah, I'm trying to think of much else aside from the lizards that was, like, something bad, but, like... The lizards was like the only thing that I felt was bad. Yeah, same. Like everything else, like the they went as practical as you could get with like the rock climbing. Yeah. Hey, um, this doesn't have anything to do with it. What's up with those tortillas just soaked in maple syrup that they were like making them grab by hand? Is that a thing in any of the locations you've lived? Did you see that, that scene I've where known. they were like, grab your breakfast, it's a tortilla and a thing with maple syrup. <laughs> it was sopping wet and it pissed me off. I have never once in my life seen anything like that. Okay. And I come from a family that used to make peanut butter and jelly burritos. That sounds banging. Dude, it's the shit. That sounds real good. So I used to... I used to uh, drive a bread truck once upon a time, and yep. we one of the things that we'd do is, like, if something was about to expire within, like, a day or two, we would have to take it off the shelves, replace it with new stuff, and uh, my bakery just happened to make tortillas, so I would, like, every once in a while, I would pull perfectly good tortillas off the shelf and keep them in my truck. Um, and then I bought, like, there was a, one of the stores I delivered to had a tortilla warmer. And so I found, like, I jerry-rigged. One of those, like, presses? Like. No, it was like, it was like a foldable one. Oh. So it was like a, it was like a blanket, but it was like, it kind of was like plastic. And so it would, it would heat up. So I, but it was like specifically to, like, keep tortillas warm. And that thing got, like, really freaking hot. So I yep. I didn't have anyone else in my truck and so I built like a little table for tortilla my passenger station. seat and I put the little tortilla warmer on there jerry rigged it so I could plug it into the the uh of course cigarette lighter the little, yeah the cigarette lighter <laughs> yeah. and I freaking like whenever I'd make a delivery I'd freaking unroll a tortilla drop some butter on the middle, go make my delivery, come back out, have a perfectly warm butter tortilla when I came out. That's awesome. <laughs> Probably one of the more ghetto things I've done at work, but <laughs> it was the shit. <laughs> and I, I had an in with uh, one of the guys that would deliver like jelly. And yeah. so I would, I would trade him like. <laughs> you were bartering. You, yeah. He yeah. had the jelly, you had the tortillas. You guys had a good system going. <laughs> Do you think they just had to dig a fuck ton of holes? Because, like, I imagine those were all just holes. Dude, I have no freaking clue how they did that. Yeah, because, like, I imagine it's it's way easier to just dig the holes than to make the effect. Yeah. If they they had to make the effect, that looked incredible. Yeah, I got to imagine they just had the holes. They bring out an excavator for the day, just cleared out a shit ton of... I'm I'm trying to see his uh yeah. What's Rose got for the effect? Rose is pretty high on it. Rose is pretty nice to this movie. <laughs> As uh, he, he should. He's at an eighty-five. Okay, that's right about where I was leaning. I wasn't wow. I wasn't blown away by it, but I also wasn't 
aside from a couple scenes with lizards, I thought all of it seemed looked pretty good and no complaints. I'm googling if the the holes were were real. <laughs> were the holes and holes actual holes? <laughs> That's a really hard question to ask. <laughs> Cuz I got Green Lake is a real place in Texas. Okay. Is it a lake? But is Camp Green Lake real? <laughs> Was it it's they hold it's great that green the movie reminded me that Green Lake is a real place in Texas that has its own fascinating legal history. Oh, God. I just want to know if the holes were real. <laughs> I'm going to go with yes. They had to be. Yeah. That would be like, so I, much I can't imagine that not. they weren't. Gosh, this would have been like freaking an amazing thing to ask Cleo Thomas if he would have. <laughs> hey, man, when you guys were in those holes, were they actual holes? Yeah, like I figured the ones like that they were in yeah, that they're their filming area in, yeah. were, but like all the ones surrounding the the camp. Yeah, like in that shot where he had to like drive the water truck, like that must have been fun to shoot. By the way, just going right into a pit that looked pretty good. They had the whole water thing explode. It. Yeah, I found in nineteen things you don't know about the <laughs> the movie holes. The movie holes. <laughs> The lizards in it are actual bearded dragons. Ah, freaking dumb. Come on, share Behind some of these paywall. fun facts. Oh, boo. <laughs> Filmed holes primarily on the Cudback Dry Lake and in Red Rock Canyon in the desert west of Death Valley. Not Texas. Not Texas. All right, we're going to send all of these prop people. To Mikey, and I'm going to ask him if he can get some info. (laughs) Who's the credited prop master? (laughs) That's true. If there's anyone to ask, it's freaking Mikey. (laughs) Or Cleo, but I don't know if he would, like, read my DM. (laughs) They have a bunch of tool people, so I'm going to guess those are people who are straight up just responsible for, like, handling an excavator and digging big-ass holes. That's, That's my guess. Dude, if that's what they did, that's impressive as hell. Because that there was a lot of freaking holes. But I also don't feel like like copy and pasting those. Oh, wait, here too- we go, here we go. Visual effects. There's a guy whose role was holes in lizard supervisor. Holes in lizard supervisor? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Gosh, that sounds like a Dude, fake Dude, he's the lizard supervisor. <laughs> yeah, he's... <laughs> Yeah, that's got to be him. He's got to be the guy who's responsible for the holes and the lizards. Dude, I would have freaking been bragging about that for years. Like, oh, you know that movie Holes? I was the hole and lizard supervisor. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that's his role on any... It's like Snake Bitch. That was Snake Bitch before. (laughs) Snake Bitch is actually the hole and lizard supervisor. I got to find if this guy has any other holes and lizard supervisor credits on... Everything that they did, like it looked other like I said, other than the lizards, looked fantastic. The fake lizards. Yeah, I mean other like the fake lizards bring it down a little bit for me. Not a whole ton, just because of everything else. Like I have to also assume that the the mountain that they climbed was fake. Yes, it was, because someone was someone's credited with like being God's thumb designer. 
Yeah, I, I wonder if they went like a miniature route with that. It looks like it's his only. <laughs> he seems to be like an animation, three <laughs> D animation director. He's in White Chicks. Yeah, most of his stuff is like visual animation, and then he's the Holes and Lizard supervisor. So maybe no, if he's doing mostly like uh, animation stuff, and he's the director in charge of Holes, maybe the Holes are fake. We might have to reach out to this guy. We're gonna have to reach out to Tim Everett. Tim Everett, that dude, that would be a, a good in- <laughs> conversation too. Like, hey, Tim, found you as the Holes and Lizards. <laughs> supervisor we're looking for some input dude i'm looking at pictures yeah from like like from holes of like god's thumb yeah they they did if i mean shit if that's fake it appears like obviously it it, it had to be yeah but i might be up to an 86 good yeah might have to be up to an 86 Based on God's thumb, you're up to an eighty-six. Yep, I'm in. I'm in the same ballpark. I, I might be a little bit lower. I'm like I'll be at eighty-four just to be different, I guess. <laughs> and because uh, Rose I, I is might, at an eighty-five, I'd like to hold an asterisk. Uh, if Tim Everett gets back and says the holes are fake, I'm going up to an eighty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna need to get Tim Everett on the line. That we're gonna need the lizard supervisor to get on the phone with us and. I will absolutely make a note of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up we got music. Ten. This is a hard soundtrack to to beat. Freaking early two thousands Disney was some bangers. No, no soundtrack has ever had a song quite like the quite like the Detent Boys. And the rest of the songs too. They like, low key were pretty fire. Like I heard, there was one on in the beginning. I was like, "Ooh, I should make something with this if we're gonna go full holes." Like, yeah, like they had Frick, "Keeping It Real" by Shaggy. Yup, I heard that. That made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> they were like looking around at rocks, and Shaggy was just on in the background. It was giving me a good laugh. Let's see, "Mighty Fine Blues" by Eats. Don't give up, Eagle Eye Cherry. Shake 'em on down, North Mississippi All Stars. Like they had like a killer soundtrack, and 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 dig it, dude. Like I've dig it's absolute fire. Yeah, dig it's the standout for for me. Like the uh, rest I was just of the watching it with my girlfriend, like, and it came on right at the end. She's like, "Oh, I didn't know it was like actually in the movie." I was like, "Oh yeah." It's a certified heater. <laughs> yeah, dude. Disney freaking like kills it with movies that are specifically made for movies. Like it's not very often where they like completely miss. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I'm what going. Else came out in 2003. I'm going with a flat ten. Well, that's <laughs> just trying to look up at what movies came out in 2003. Um. What the, it's trying to tell me that the Music Man came out in 2003. Oh, boy. You want to hear a true all-time heater soundtrack 2003 Disney movie? Brother Bear. Oh, my gosh. Brother Bear was the shit. Phil Collins put his whole Phil Collins into that one, man. 
Did Phil Collins do Brother Bear? Oh, yeah. Dude, that dude Tell doesn't everybody miss. everybody I'm on my way. Oh, he does. and new places to see. <laughs> oh, what you were talking about, Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off was in 2003. Uh, they, they were only put... Was Lilo and Stitch in 2003? Oh, my uh, God. Stitch the movie was. Stitch the movie, yeah. Finding Nemo. Curse of the Black up. Pearl was there. Dude, freaking it. Oh, that's Milo's Return. Never mind. I thought that it was like the first Atlantis movie. <laughs> oh, I also saw it. My- Freaky Friday. Dude, t- 2000. Hard to beat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, early 2001 was was filled with some good, good music. Like really freaking good music. Lion King one and a half. <laughs> I I don't think I'm quite at a 10. <laughs> That's fair. I might be a little bit closer to where Rose is, uh, where Rose is at, at an 8. That's also fair. Yeah. So are you going 10? I'm going full 10. It's been full the 10. intro to the podcast for five years. I have to go 10. Um. So that Holes did seventy two million at the box office, by the way. We were wondering earlier. It did what? It did seventy two million in the box office. What was its budget? Twenty million. That's not bad. Hell with that. I'm I'm pretty sure like <laughs> twenty million and you made so that's a fifty fifty yeah. million dollar profit you made off that movie? That's yep. damn good. All right, next up we got uh, costumes. Pretty good. Yeah, they they were pretty freaking solid. If you have, if your movie has people wanting to dress up for Halloween in like a group outfit, I think you nailed your movie's costumes. There's, a, I get at least one text a year around Halloween time being like, we should do holes. <laughs> it is 20 years later. I think that alone, set, like it holds up. Yeah, like and I also I, I think they nail the period pieces of it when they do it. Oh yeah, dude, the like everything that they did, like with the like the outfits, like they gave everyone like kind of an iconic look. Like even the warden, like I know that she had like different shirts and whatnot, but they it was all like the same kind of style. It was just like just swapping out the shirts. Mister yep. Sir and Pedansky didn't change very often. Um, I mean all all the the boys were in freaking orange jumpsuits but they all had their like iconic look yeah yeah so i mean that's that's hard to beat is this one out of 10 or 100 yeah so this is out of 10 okay so i rose gave this a nine i'm also going nine yeah i'm like right there with with you guys all right last up we got personal score so rose ended up giving this one an 89 i'm gonna go I'm going to go 92. It just, it was a good watch. It was a good watch then. It was a good watch now. It had its weird things, but like overall, top notch. Just a, I think it's going to be thrown in the like uh, background noise rotation for a little bit. Like I think, (laughs) I think it reminded me, I was like, oh, this is, this is good. This is a fun movie. Yeah. It's a really fun movie. It's not quite. Up there for me, um, I'm probably going to be the, the the asshole with this one. I'm putting it at an 82. 
But I, it is a Disney Channel film. Like I, yeah. reasonable. Yeah, there's there's a lot of shit that's like that's that kind of gets real difficult to overlook. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I mean, overall, it is still a really good time. I definitely see myself go, coming back to this and rewatching it somewhere down the line when I want to be nostalgic. Yep. Um. But yeah, I'm gonna give this uh, an 82. I'm tired of digging, Grandpa. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up this week's um, breakdown. So going through each of the scores individually, starting off with story, we are sitting at an 80.67 is what we averaged out to. Writing had a significant bump sitting at an 87. Acting was down just a point sitting at an 86. Character development was our lowest category. Uh, that's sitting at a 75.67. Yep. Uh, the effects, we ended up giving uh, an 85. Uh, music ended up averaging out to a 9. And then our costumes, completely unanimous, setting at a 9 there. And then our personal score ended up averaging out to an 87.67. Pretty good. Uh, so, with that, the final All Bros and Plunge letter grade for Holes has come out to a, a B. All right. And let's see. What's the color? I think it's, it's like, a perfectly it's, B movie. It's, like, right in the middle. So, our cutoff for a B is 83. Yep. Our B plus... Uh, cutoff is 86, and it is sitting at an 85.25. Yeah, I think that's right where it belongs. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. Like, couldn't have freaking scored that better if we tried. <laughs> um, So, yeah, like, so like I said, it is sitting at a B. So, compared to all of our other B movies, and this is where we get people. <laughs> Uh, all right. Just needed to find it real quick. So, like I said, so this this is comparing to all of the other B movies that we have scored. Yep. So starting off with what it's below, um, it is below the unbearable weight of massive talent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which feels appropriate since your brother. My, yeah, my brother worked on that one, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta yeah, respect so, that one. So that one is, so holes is at an eighty-five point two five, unbearable weight is at an eighty-five point three seven. Okay. Um, it is below Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which is at an eighty-five point four three. What a ridiculous sentence! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's. Out. It's below Cruella, which is at an 85.56. I haven't seen that one, so I won't let that one hurt my feelings. It is below the 2021 version of Candyman, which is at an 85.56. And then it is below Onward, which is at an 85.67. I loved Onward, so that... Yeah, so let's see. Just to get like a full percentage away going up... Well, to get a full percentage, you're in the B plus range. 
All right, going what it's above. Interesting. <laughs> it is. It ended up above The Lion King. Oh, no. The remake. The remake. <laughs> okay. All right. The live action Lion King. Uh, it is above Hocus Pocus. Good. Which is at an 85. Correct. Uh, let's see. It ended up above Megan, which is at an 84.81. Okay. It's above The Matrix Resurrections, which is at an 84.7. And then it is above Christopher Robin, which is at an 84.56. Yeah. And so getting a full percentage away from that. So it's 10, 10 movies down before you're a full percentage away. <laughs> and oh, wow. so it's like holes. And then if you go a full percentage, it's uh, solo. A Star Wars story. All right, that sounds accurate. Now that feel that that's perfect. <laughs> that's there's some ground between that and Solo. Yeah, nice. there, there's a I lot think we more nailed that it, it's, man. I think we nailed it too. There, I, I, <laughs> I have like mixed feelings about like the percentages, like the ratings themselves. Like a lot of, it's the rankings that freaking kill people. Yeah, that are just like what? Like that's bullshit. <laughs> and then yeah. like once we once like start comparing, yeah. Once you start comparing them to other things, people get mad. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, there's some that I feel like some people would be upset about, like um, just going through. Like there's Age of Ultron. It's above. <laughs> it's above uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. It's above James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Like I feel like there's some that people would be pissed off about. <laughs> Good. If you're here because you were hating, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, you're still here. We're th- two hours in. You're still listening, hater. <laughs> yeah. So I'm. Mean, I dig where where this is at. So I think I think we nailed it. It's a perfect perfect rating. Yeah. Um. So yeah. That wraps up this uh, this week's breakdown. Uh, big thank you to Riley for joining me on this episode. Uh, really appreciate you coming on and talking about holes. It's been a pleasure. I'd love to do it again. When, uh, when they make Small Steps, the movie, finally, I'll be here. <laughs> but, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a long time coming. Absolutely. Uh, so would you like to tell everyone where they can find your stuff? Uh, go to plungepodcast.com at plungepodcast everywhere. Go check out the plunge podcast and all your favorite streaming apps. And, uh, yeah. Innercirclepn.com if you want to listen to our friends as well. But yeah. Plungepodcast.com. That'll lead you anywhere you need. Hell yeah. And I'll put links to everything that, that you guys do on the, in the description. Um, all right. And so next week, uh, we will be breaking down the, newest live action remake of that is coming from the Disney family, the little mermaid. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Have fun with that one. (laughs) (laughs) We will, we will do our best. That movie is already gaining some hate. Did you, so um, during the, so the NBA is in the playoffs right now. 
and during game three of the it's in the second to last round of the champ like for the championship and one of the games on youtube tv if you are a youtube tv user it went to commercial break in the like fourth quarter and then it got caught on a loop for the little mermaid ad and then it just never went back to the TV. So people were trying to watch the end of this playoff game, and they got a like forty minute loop of just the Little Mermaid ad. And I had a couple friends being like, "If I see M- Melissa McCarthy's face, I'm gonna punch her in the s- square in the face right now." <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, shout out the Little Mermaid and YouTube TV. It's already created a bad stigma. <laughs> Oh boy. Uh so yeah, you guys can look forward to that next week. Um but if you like this episode, want to check out more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are basically everywhere. Uh you can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at the Albros. Uh you can also email us if you would like at the Albros channel at gmail.com. Or go to our website, which is tinyurl.com forward slash the Albert, where you can find links to everything that we do. Um, so, yeah, with that, uh, once again, thank you, Riley, for joining us. And we will catch you all next week. Deuces! <laughs>